Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation, and welcome to another day of ongoing coverage, Training Camp 2022 for your Pittsburgh Steelers. We are live on the campus of St. Vincent as we are every day that there is practice. Our first Saturday here, anticipating a big crowd, we are on the deck of the uh, Chuck Noll Field here. Beautiful view, beautiful day. Arthur Motes, how we feeling? We are here. We are excited because it's another glorious day of football, and it's a beautiful day out here at this amazing college. I mean, I'm over here sitting in a place where I've never actually set before. It's, this is a new vantage point Trobe. for you. Yeah, this is a new yeah. vantage point. So, man, being able to see the skyline, being able to see the mountains in the background, man, this is actually picturesque right here, man. I'm actually a little bit upset that I have not – been invited up here prior to today i don't know if that's a you thing or if that's a me thing or if that's a steelers training camp thing but as a whole this is beautiful man it is it, it, you know what and I'm, I'm glad you said that and this is to the first picturesque day we've had out here you know it's it's yeah. been a little rainy been a little overcast so far in the week but man you're right i mean you in front of us we've got three football fields you've got the saint vincent shrubbery mm-hmm. in the background is that a good way to put it a little greenage the campus and in the cathedral and everything right across from us you look to the left and in front of us there's Steelers fans everywhere you look to the right and it's the beautiful Laurel Highlands I mean you can see mountains and, and sky for days it is uh it is a pretty cool setting here and certainly you know part of, of what makes St. Vincent College and, and Latrobe uh, so special and the Steelers summer home we're gonna have a special show for you today at the top of the one o'clock hour The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to announce their Hall of Honor class, the 2022 edition, and we will carry that live for you right here on SNR. Stan Saverin will be be doing the announcement and talking about the candidates and all those different things. So about an hour from now, your Steelers Hall of Honor 2022 class will be announced. Steelers.com, social media channels, and of course, right here on Steelers Nation Radio. About 20 minutes from now, our buddy Chris Carter is going to join us. Let's go. Motsi, before we get to uh, to CC and, and Hall of Honor and everything else we've got going on a jam-packed Saturday here on campus, I wanted to ask you, because you are the half of this show with a decade of NFL experience, of course. But you're way cooler than me. Don't worry about that. You know, there's there was a lot of talk yesterday about some, um, you know, some 
some emotions boiling over at times, let's call it. You know, and this happens every training camp, and I love the way that Mike Tomlin discusses these things, and, and you know, I'm not going to address every little scrum and, and what happened, and specifically we're not going to get into all those details and talk about every single one. Um, but, you know, that he's also knows that, that there's times where he has to uh, put the foot down a little bit and, and other times where he's willing to, to back off a little bit as well too. From your player perspective, because obviously, I mean, you did, what, nine training camps yeah. uh, during, during your, uh, your time as a, as a National Football League player. Scrums, emotions boiling over, all those things. Big deal, no deal, eh, deal. I think that you have to take it on a case-by-case basis. It's hard to always just lump things in and make it uniform for everybody to feel good about, right? We would love to always say that every fight that takes place is irrelevant. We would love to say that every fight that takes place is bad or every fight that takes place is good, but that's not how it works in football. That's not how it works in life. Um, But in the context of fights at training camp, I mean, there's multiple variations of them, and I'll take you through a couple of them, and I can even give you some examples. Um... You have your regular fights where it's just testy, right? You've been seeing the same people since OTAs. You've been competing. You've been seeing the same guys since minicamp. Seeing the same guys every day so far of training camp. Around the clock now, and you're away from your family. You're also being evaluated. We also know that there are millions of dollars on the line mm. for you if you are not performing to the best of your ability. Wes, if I were to tell you that a million dollars is on the line every time you perform, Whew. you might be a little bit more reactional, right? A little more intense. You might have a little yeah. bit more emotion yeah. involved, right? Sure, sure. It might mean a lot more to you, mm-hmm. these little minute things. Mm-hmm. It might cause you to, at times, act out of character. Ah. It might cause you, at times, to want to express yourself in a more physical and demonstrative manner. Let your emotions get the best of you. Well, that's what these guys are dealing with on a day-in and day-out basis, and that doesn't even take into account the peanut gallery, the crowd, uh-huh. that's going to have a comment. That's not taking into account the media members that are going to talk about who's winning and who's not winning, mm-hmm. who should be on the team, who's not going to be on the team, who's going to get cut, who's going to make it. That doesn't even include that. That doesn't even include the social media element of it where guys are hearing, hey, man, I'm going to post this list of who I think will make the roster. Mm-hmm. You're not up there. Mm-hmm. Hey, Wes, imagine if – Somebody would have put a post of, I think these are the guys that are going to be on the SNR media team this year. And we didn't <laughs> include your name. How would you feel about that? You would feel some type of way. It would possibly cause you, when you come back to work, to be a little bit more rigid, sure. a little bit more cantankerous, a sure. little bit more um, less patient. Well, that's what all of these guys, to a certain extent, are dealing with. We talk about Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. Those are the highlights the poster boys of this competition, right? The poster boys of guys being viewed certain ways, right? We talked about that first day. Mitch throws a bad pass. Bench him, get him out of here. It's Kenny. Okay, that has an effect on that guy, though, right? Sure. So now when you take it to the step of, man, a guy that's competing to even have an NFL life, two guys, or even multiple guys in this this, um, example from yesterday's Mm -hmm. situation, yeah, all three of those guys are going to feel some type of way. All three of those guys are going to be testy. So – Fights like that, to me, come off as more superficial. It's more so just an occupational hazard. It's the price of doing business in this atmosphere. Hmm. That's well said. But then you have other situations where you're asking yourself, okay, man, this is spilling over a little bit too much. I've had a situation like that out here, and it was with somebody that was close to me. And you're seeing these guys go into it, and at first you're like, all right, that's the normal. All right, get it off your chest. Cool. Sure, sure. 
but then it spills over to another period, and you're like, man, all right, <laughs> I guess they had a little bit extra. Didn't let today. it go, huh? All right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. or, or, and then and then they separate and they do it again. And you're like, man, all right, bro, are we, are we going to war? What's up, man? Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure what the the energy is because y'all sure. boys, we all on the same team, we all in the same family. So where do we draw this line? When does it become too much? Right. Yeah. And then that was where we felt the energy, and we said, hey, you know what? This needs to be nicked in the bud before we even get to the locker room because if you guys can't be separated enough out here to get what you need to get off your chest, communicate it, and then go back to work, well, man, this is going to spill over and become something a little bit more serious than what we want to handle or what we want to deal with. So we had literally <laughs> set the guys down. It was like, yeah, we're going to have a sit-down, one of those real-life mafia meeting-type conversations. A to, meeting of the families. Yeah, because you just can't have that type of dissension within the family. Yeah, And that was something that we had to communicate, and it got communicated, and both of those guys were able to handle it and go into have very successful seasons and careers. But those are some of the things that you deal with. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that what happened yesterday is the same extent of this final example that I'm going to give, and that is when you have the joint practices with uh, sure. different teams. Sure. The Buffalo Bills. Correct. Or the Detroit Lions. Or we've seen some of the clips of guys, you know, practicing globally with different teams and how out of hand those fights can get. Why is that? Because we take pride in our team. We take pride in how we do things. Well, those guys over there, they're going to have that same level of pride. They're one percenters also. Mm -hmm. So when you put ultra competitive guys in this type of situation, this type of training camp climate, which I laid out for you at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this, and now you say, hey, your guys come over here, my guys come over here. Now let's pressure cook this thing. Now that's how you can see why at times we get out of hand and why a lot of teams stop doing them. Because they said, man, this is becoming less productive. We're turning this more into an MMA camp than a football training camp. Sure. And for those that don't know, MMA is mixed martial arts. It's from the fighters out there, all right? UFC, <laughs> think like that. So that's what it ultimately was turning into. So teams started to shy away from because they said it's not worth it for us to potentially have a guy getting hurt because he's fighting out here. Sure. And there are multiple sure. ways you can get hurt. But obviously when you fight, yes, it does increase the risk of potentially breaking a hand, whatever. But that's the reality of it. But that is why when you talk about the different styles of it and why certain ones you could take a little bit more serious than others – this is the context. So everything that transpired yesterday and the fights that will transpire in the future right here in Pittsburgh, right here in this training camp, I would not look too much into it because at the end of the day, we know what this situation is and what it means to these guys. And being a guy that has been in these situations from a bystander perspective, mm-hmm. but then also was because I always wasn't a good guy. I was actually involved in a handful oh, of these as well. No. All right, speak oh, from, no. Might be speaking from experience, okay? Might be speaking from experience. But either way, <laughs> it's not the end of the world, all right? You'll be all right. <laughs> Might know a guy that had to get kicked out of practice uh, because he would not stop fighting his oh. locker mates. Yes, and not not in Pittsburgh, but yes, you know that that happens. And I love my locker mates. <laughs> I'm always friends with my locker mates. So you've been on all sides of this. Yes, place, yes, yes. Where, where they like, yo, you can't let these guys in the locker room right now. <laughs> is it personal? What's going on? What's going on? We what need to we talk. Do we need a counselor coming here? Who need intervention? Like I've had that. That that's that's real. That's real, man. Oh, I love it. Pressure cooker situation. I love man. it. It is, and and it's and anyone who's been out here, or if you just listen to Arthur Motes talk, or or Wolf and Max, or when Terrence Garvin, you know, comes on with us occasionally and talks about what it's like out here. It pressure cooker is a very good way to put it, um, particularly on a day like today. There's fans everywhere. The sun is beating down. You're a little sore and you're a little tired from the week of practice. You know, you're you're looking ahead to the the day off on Sunday. All these different things. 
um, it's understandable why sometimes those things those things boil over. And, and as you laid out, there is a fine line there, um, and and that's uh, you know part of of navigating this entire process. It is practice day number four for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you've been rocking and rolling with us this week, you will uh, know that this is the last non-padded practice before they get a day off tomorrow. And we get a day off tomorrow as well, too. How about that? And then Monday, August 1st, the pads go on. Motsi, anything different today when you have the last non-padded practice? Does that that change anything? Anything specific to expect? What what comes with that? Just media talking about it as if it's something different. (laughs) As a player, you don't care about any of that nonsense. As a player, you're one day at a time. As a player, you're not even one day. You're literally what's the next thing on my calendar at a time hmm. in the sense of, all right, I just got out of this walkthrough at 12. That means I got to come back down here and practice at 155. I'm napping to 115. That's the approach. You can't start counting days. You can't start getting into the, all right, I know I got off day tomorrow. All right, I'm good. Oh, hold on. I know we got pads next time. Right, oh, man, all right, right. good. No, nah, no, nah, I got to go harder. No, no, no. Because now you're talking about outside variables controlling and dictating your preparation. That's what we always talk about fighting against in season. We always talk about fighting against that during the spring time frame. You can't allow that to become an issue. We know how fluid the season can become. We know how crazy the schedule gets at times. You can't allow what the dress is to have an impact on how your work is. You need to be crisp regardless of if you're in pads or not. When we talk about practicing, our mindset is always, regardless of the dress, we know what we're trying to accomplish. Hmm. If you're in pads, it just adds the physical finish part to it. But regardless of the pads or not, you're still trying to execute and implement the same techniques and fundamentals. That's the only difference between pads versus not, not pads. At least from my perspective, when I did this thing, sure. you know, I tried to do it the right way and last sure, because sure. I wasn't the most athletic or the most gifted or the, the highest paid guy. So it was like, these are the ways you have to operate. Mm-hmm. But from my experiences, from my experiences and from the guys that, you know, were in similar boats as me, we all kind of took that same approach of it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, if my job is to get to this A gap and show color mm-hmm. to make this running back have to bounce it outside, does it matter if I'm in pads or not? That's still my responsibility, right? If I'm in a helmet only and we're walking through this play, I still got to get to that A gap, right? Yep. If we're at a jog through tempo, I still got to get through that A-gap, right? Yep. Now we're going to put on full pads, and we're going to say, hey, we're tackling to the ground, guys. But guess what about that A-gap? Do I still got to get to it? You sure do. Yeah. So when we talk about the attire, media, fans, we buy into that a lot because it's something that we can say, hey, we know what this day means. We know that something different is going to happen. Sure, sure. But for the players, you cannot allow that to get into your mind. Hour by hour. Because there's so much that goes into being successful at this level. It's so much around the clock that not even on a field element, but just in the meeting rooms, how you focus. You can't allow these type of variables to have that type of effect or impact on you. Because the casual person would say what? Man, it's the last pattern. I mean, it's the last non-pattern practice. Let me enjoy it all the way. Or they might say, well, shoot, let me chill because I know I ain't going to get another one anyway, so I can probably have a bad practice. What you going to do? Say I ain't going to be in shorts again? We already knew that. (laughs) Or are you going to go out there and say, well, hold on, man. This last day with no pads. Let me let me be a, a hero today. Yeah, let me let me, let me go out here and try to show what gym I can really cla- really gym do. class hero, you know. Right? Yeah. And now you're here getting people hurt, mm-hmm. or you're hurting yourself because that wasn't the tempo that you were supposed to be going at, and now you put yourself in a compromising position. Sure, that's what you have to guard against. And the way you guard against that is always having the same mentality, the same intensity, the same speed. The literal difference between padded practice and non-padded practice is the finish. 
that's it. If it is no pads, when I come up to that ball carrier, I'm breaking down and I'm two-hand tapping his hip. Mm -hmm. If it's shoulder pads only, I'm getting to that same position, and I'm going to coil and thud him, hit him with my shoulder pads up top in his chest, coil, I like and I'm going to let him go. Yep. I'm not going to pull him down. I'm not going to wrap right. him up. I'm just going to quick. You're not going to drive through right, or anything. Quick, bear, yeah. It's a quick hug for a half a second. You know, I know, and I'm letting you go. Go finish your run. Go finish your run, yeah. That's thud. Now when you say, oh, it's full tackle to the ground, I'm doing the exact same thing, except now when I wrap you up, I'm going to make sure that I drive my legs, I sink my hips, and I take you to the ground. Yep. But literally in all three phases, everything is the exact same except what? The finish. Mm -hmm. So that's the part that we always try to communicate with the younger guys. That's the part that we always try to communicate with even media to an extent when they're trying to put more premium on certain dress days. Oh, this is an easier day for you. It's like, it's not any easier. No. It's not any easier. It's just the finish is different. That's it. I still got to sprint to this ball. I still, if that ball spits over here, I still got to go full speed to get there. I still got to get in the same positions. I still got to use the exact same techniques and get into the good position uh, in terms of pad level because if you don't, what you do is you create bad habits. Sure, sure. And that's not what you want to do out here in these settings. Not at all. I mean, you start creating bad habits because of the attire. Because, all oh, man, shirts and shorts, I don't have to break down. He's not going to run me over. Well, now your muscle memory doesn't work like that. Your muscle memory in the heat of the battle is not going to turn on and off like that. You'll be creating bad habits, and now in a situation where you should be getting lower on a running back, think of Derrick Henry, and you want to stay high, well, we know how that's going to look. Mm. And those are some of the things that, you know, when we're talking about the difference of attire, this is how you want to attack it, at least from, like I said, the player's perspective. That's usually the mindset you want to have. And you would know, as the one on this show, with a decade of NFL experience, Professor Moats laying it down here for all of us as we are uh, – Oh, what here now? About an hour and a half away from practice number four. We're going to take our first break of the afternoon here. When we come back on the other side, Chris Carter will join us. We'll talk a little uh, happenings at practice yesterday and uh, any observations that he has had to this point uh, through three practices in the books and uh, week number one about to come to a close here on a beautiful Saturday on the campus of St. Vincent College in La Trobe, Pennsylvania. Steeler Nation is out here representing already, and I can only imagine that's going to continue in the next 90 minutes to fill up here. The hill is covered. People brought their chairs. They brought their blankets. Autograph Hill is packed out already. A lot of fun happening here on a Saturday, and you already know no one covers your Pittsburgh Steelers like we do here on SNR. Chris Carter with us when we return. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's our ongoing training camp coverage here on Steelers Nation Radio. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, the Steelers Blitz on SNR. We've got you until 2 o'clock as we do every day here when the Steelers have practice. Joining us now, he is kind enough to lend us time. A very busy man. You've heard him plenty of times here if you're a loyal listener on SNR. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. From Pittsburgh Sports Now and the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter. What's up, partner? Mama! The Migos. Let's go. Are back. Let's go. In person, in the flesh, baby. I love it. This is uh, for the first time since... What well, would have been OTAs minicamp, which I guess wasn't that yeah, long. Yeah, yeah minicamp was last time. Yeah, yeah, two weeks, three couple, weeks. Yeah, yeah, weeks you know, back there earlier yeah. in the summer and everything. Uh, beautiful day here, Chris. Yeah. Not uh, going to be, gonna be, I think, an, an intense one. There'll be a lot of people in the crowd. Last day without pads. Um, to you, right, 
you know, we, we, everyone's been talking a lot about quarterbacks. But it's whew, it, it hasn't been great. The quarterback play hasn't been great. It's still July. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying this to, to sound the, the panic alarm or anything. But what have been your thoughts? You know, because that's that's what everyone wants to know. That's that's all we're talking about here. Um, give me your thoughts on on the three guys so far and, and some of the things that we've seen there. You know, there were some struggles yesterday in, in seven shots. Um, but maybe you you've seen some other things too to, to be encouraged about. What are your thoughts on on the quarterback battle that we've seen so far through three practices? Well, well, guys, as you know. All Super Bowls are won in late July, and uh, <laughs> if you're bad then, you can never get better. You can never uh, improve. It, it's funny. I was talking to our friend Brooke Pryor at ESPN about this, and she covered Patrick Mahomes in his rookie season with the Chiefs, mm. and she said every day he threw, like, multiple interceptions, and people were saying, oh, he's terrible. Oh, he's a bum. They, he's a bust already. And now he's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm not saying that's going to be Kenny Pickett. All I'm saying is that everybody calm down. This is ridiculous. You know, people are upset that Kenny Pickett's not getting reps in seven shots. Like, oh, Josh Dobbs used to get reps. Yeah, well, Josh Dobbs was here for like five years. Yeah. So there, there's a difference there. They're letting him integrate into the system. They're letting him learn everything, take the installs. I mean, I was just talking to Calvin Austin about how every day there's something new being put in. James Daniels, same thing. He's like, every day we're, we're getting new things every practice. So it's like if you're the rookie quarterback, it's different when you're a receiver or a lineman or something like that. When you're a rookie quarterback, you got to really take your time with this stuff. Because this is a faster pace that everything's happening oh, yeah. at, and I know some people will say, "Well, Ben was fine as recording." Yeah, well, Ben was the third stringer too when he when he when he arrived at camp. So everybody needs to relax. You know, Mitch Trubisky, he's had some really good moments. He's had some not good moments. There's been some plays where he would have connected on for a big play if there was just timing between his guys. You know, Ben had, Ben Roethlisberger had years to develop timing with a lot of players, and I think Steelers fans got it spoiled by seeing that all the time. Now you got Mr. Biscuit. He just got here. He needs to learn the timing with George Pickens, who, by the way, is also a rookie. He has to learn the timing with Najee Harris on his wheel routes. Those things come with time. So be patient. The defense, they're very good. They've been together. <laughs> Most of these guys are all, yeah, they have like three all pro guys on the team, probably some more Pro Bowl guys coming up this season. They're going to be much more of a unit than the offense is because they're in a complete rebuild. So you're going to see those growing pains. I've talked about it on the Lockdown Steelers podcast all summer. Like, don't get do- don't dog on the offense just because the defense is winning, especially the early reps here. Let's go. First off, I love anytime you join the show, man, because yeah. you always give us that beautiful analysis right there. And typically, this is where I would ask a question. Yeah. But we're at training camp, and the theme of training camp okay. has been hold-ins globally. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding it. So I'm not going to talk right now. I'm, I'm going to pass this back over to Wes. Right Wes, you're going to answer. You're going to ask questions. I'm chilling right now. Oh, oh I'm holding it, bro. Holding in on I'm SNR. Holding so, I'm holding on SNR. So what you're telling me is, you know, you did the warm ups, you did the stretching in the, fir- in the, the first segment part here, of and now you're just you're just going to observe and, and the rest I, of the week. I got my helmet. I'm still here. I'm with you. I'm just not participating. He's wearing a Wu Tang shirt, by the way, y'all. <laughs> The Wu-Tang is for the so, children. So, so, Wes, go ahead, man. I'm watching, though, bro. I'm watching. I'm watching. All right, George Pickens, you brought the name up. <laughs> okay. Has the, 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 hype is, the hype is real. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of Steelers fans already declaring he's going to be the number one wide receiver by the time we get to the end of the season, that he is clearly the best wide receiver from the draft class last year, and we stole him at pick 52, right? But he has been impressive out here. Yeah. And, and particularly in a lot of those athletic moments where you, we want to see that pop. But people need to slow the roll with some of the, the, the sweeping statements. Yeah. 
but you have seen the promise, the athleticism, the, the just the raw ability that he has pop out here in a few of these situations. There's certain things that I want to see in young wide receivers. I want to see you catch with your hands. I want to see you be not afraid to extend your body. I want to see you react to various situations. If someone presses you, if someone plays off coverage, if someone tries to chip you and then pass you on to someone else, how do you take those on? He doesn't blink at much. Like there's, they've they've tried. I mean, he's had a Kello Witherspoon, yeah, on, on him on impressing him, and he still works. I mean, the play that that that, that happened that happened yesterday, you know, where he caught a big pass that day that we we asked him about, um, you know, afterwards, and he was talking about how like you know, I mean, he just beat a Kello Witherspoon, and then he tiptoes the sideline, turns it up, and then almost scored a touchdown. Like, and you know, I asked him about that, and he was he was just like, yeah, it was an like, impressive play. It was a very impressive play, and he's had several of those. But I will remind everyone, pads got to go on. Justin Hunter was a phenomenal first week of training camp wide receiver for about three years. <laughs> he would come out, he would beat everybody in their mama in jump balls and and, and most you, you remember those days. Yeah, he's laughing over here. He's, 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 he's holding, holding in. in. Holding he's holding in, in. but he can't hold in the laugh because he knows <laughs> oh, how serious man, this nah, is. Nah, nah. You know, but that's just part of the game. Is that happens? So I'm not saying that George Pickens is Justin Hunter. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that. <laughs> We're, you're seeing you're seeing all this excitement right now, and for good reason. He's earned it. But when we've asked him, you know, I asked Mike Tomlin after the first day when he caught like a couple deep balls and everyone was really excited. I asked Mike Tomlin. He said, "I ain't crowning nobody yet." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I asked George Pickens and Calvin Austin how they felt about that. And like, we came here to work every day, sir. Yeah. We didn't come here to win the first day of practice, the second day of practice, and that's it. He came here to work every single day. I, I think this is a this is a young Steelers team with a lot of guys that get what Mike Tomlin wants from him. And I think that's very important for the future of this franchise. And George Pickens, right at the top of that list. All right, all right. You still now, holding in or you well, back? Well, I, like, <laughs> I like the tempo right here. This is the walkthrough portion yeah. of this tempo. So, so I'll participate right here, okay? <laughs> so I did want to talk to you a little bit about these outside linebackers. We know T.J. Watt is still doing T.J. Watt-like things. Yeah. We know Alex Highsmith is putting together another strong camp. Yeah. But outside of those two, Who's the third guy that you think is going to emerge, or who have you seen so far at least flashing from your perspective? Man, I like Tuska. Uh, I think he's taking some good steps forward. I want to see more Morganard Avery. I haven't mm. seen enough of him. Um, I, I think it's a very open camp battle right now. I, I think that there's there's going to be a lot of competition there. I, I think Tuzar Skipper has the heart. I know he's a, a, a training camp superhero to a lot of Steelers fans. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not saying that lightly. I've been very impressed. He's a superhero. He has been. They love that. You're right. When they've when they when they've let him go the last two times, I have gotten so many like yeah. you know messages on my on my Twitter. What are they thinking? That's Absolutely. the next James Harrison. And I'm like, listen, I think Tuzar Skipper is good. I'm not going that far. Like, like everyone relax. But I think they've got a good mix of young dudes who are fighting for the position. I don't think anyone's really stepped up to take it, though. I'll tell you, though, someone else, not necessarily an edge player, but a guy that's really impressed me up front. DeMarvin Leal. Ooh, okay. That guy. So I, I talked to DeMarvin, and I wrote about this for SteelersNow.com. He, in the offseason, in the month spent, between a month and a half spent from mini camp to training camp, he was boxing because he wanted to work on his hand speed. He wanted to work on his hand technique, his sharpness, his hand-eye coordination. And I'm seeing that in these practice reps. I'm seeing him rip, rip, rip up through guys. I'm seeing him swim over guys. I'm seeing him point them and then use his his longer arms to try to get around them and set them and set them off balance. Let's now, go. granted, he's running against the backups. He's not going up against the starters. But still, it should look that way. Then. It should look, yeah, it should look that way. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, 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 right, right. Yeah. You, you can tell. Yeah. But you can all. But I, I do think that it's important for a third round rookie to make those type of plays. And you know, I'm seeing him swat down screens. I'm seeing him disrupt run plays 
I, I think those are all very good signs for a young dude. Now, again, pads got to go on. Mm-hmm. And DeMarvin's biggest weakness in my, tra- in my draft profile of him was he wasn't – you know, bulky enough. He said he lightened his weight. He was like 283 or something coming into coming out of the combine. He's lost weight since then. He didn't give me an exact weight. But he is in a position where I think when the pads go on, if he can still do the, the kind of finesse type of pass rush and, and run defense move that he's in, and he's getting it off against the starters, that's going to be a really good sign. I know Carl Dunbar will be rubbing his hands together and being like, hey, I like that, and putting him on the D-line a little bit more. That's a guy who's really impressed me. I, I'm with you, too. You know another guy who I thought yesterday, and we've seen him limited, and, and that's all expected, right. uh, Najee Harris. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think it can be easy when we're talking about so many new faces and new names on the offense, so many young guys, right, and, and we're all very confident in Najee. It's almost like at times we can just kind of, oh, yeah, Najee, he's going to be a beast. Let's, yeah. you know, let's discuss yeah. something else. But, man, he, you know, has the real opportunity to be the face of this offense. I mean, I certainly think you could argue that he is already. Right. He had a play yesterday in the middle of the field. I mean, where oh, he yeah. just ran away from Cam Hayward yep. and Devin Bush yep. and, and a couple other guys. I mean, just sidestepped him and whoop, and he was out of there. Like, he, he is really looking the part so far. He's always had the lateral agility to stop – Turn, you know, not change his body direction, but just run sideways, like, and, and then and then kick into his full gear really quickly. That that, that run that he had yesterday That's was what it was. It was some. I mean, it really was. Like, if, if the pads were on, they still wouldn't they, have been able to, to get him they, down. They wouldn't have been able to get. Uh, he he, he would have whoop. He exactly. He would he would have. I like the sound effect right whoop, there. Let's whoop, go whoop <laughs> and he's out of here. Um, but no, I, I really think that that Najee Harris. I've been saying this a lot. I think he's in for a huge year. I think he's not just in for a good year for the Steelers, but like a great year for the NFL. Hmm. I think people are going to put him and start putting him in that top five running back conversation after this season. He's put in the work. He's 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 excelling. He's very athletic, uh, and he's smart. I'll tell you what. The way when we talk to this guy, and it's not as much as last year. He's I think he's a bit more reserved. He's 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 been on the block once now, so he's like, I don't need to talk to you guys. He's every dealt day. with you media people, right? He know he, he knows he knows how he knows how evil. Right? He, 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 we have <laughs> he sound bites every week, fights, yeah. but now he's like, all right, I've seen the, I've seen the dog and pony show. I don't need to do that as much. I just need to work, and he is working. And that dude is going to be a bad man when this when this is all said and done. We finally get to put the pads on and get to see what he's. I want to see though, him. Versus Devin Bush in some backs on backers, baby. Mm. Two prime yes. first round I, picks, buddy. I agree. I want to see them go up against each other, and I, I think Mike Mike Tomlin might set that up because he wants. He, you know how he likes it. Oh, oh you know yeah, he likes absolutely. He, he loves that part of practice, man. He loves being able to get those guys in those type of matchups, man. Stuff that's going to realistically make or break this team's success, man. Because yep. when you talk about Najee, he's going to have to be able to uh, blitz pick up yep. Devin. He's going to have to be the running back, man, one-on-one when he's in the play, uh, in the pressure, man, without a doubt. Now, I was going to ask another question, but the tempo picked back up, man. Oh, I'm back on back, my hold-in. Back, back so, to the hold-in. Uh, it's not looking good right here. Wes, back to you, baby. <laughs> This guy, this guy, I tell you, I, I gotta say, I'm Wes, working, but I'm not, I'm I miss the day when radio was about team first nope. and right. not me first. That's right. <laughs> like so, this guy over here. Back, back in my day, when we, back st- in my when day, we, we started still, radio, right? We started radio. It was one for all and all for <laughs> one. Exactly. Hey, hey, not, we see, all rode the boat together. Hey, hey, I got kids to feed. I got kids to feed. You Latrell Spirell over here now? Stupid. <laughs> uh, Chris, last day of, of non-padded practice today before yeah. they before take a day off and then and then really hit the ground running uh, on Monday as the calendar turns to August. 
anything specific you're, you're looking for in this last uh, ramp-up period practice? I wrote about this yesterday for SteelersNow.com, but the, 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 the secondary is full of a lot of veterans this year. A lot of guys 26, 27, 28, 29 years old, all in that range. And you get guys who are used to the NFL. They have more than four years' experience. They know how to communicate at a high level. There's no, there's no. Let's slow it up for Artie Burns or Antoine Blake or Cody Sensabaugh. Hey, tell me why you naming all my teammates? Though, bro? <laughs> I mean, why, why you gotta do that, man? No, mean, don't you do that. Come on, man. I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm, I know hey, all hey, these Hold on, is, is he holding in or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you were holding in, Mo. Uh, I, I am you, holding you, in, but, but wait a minute, man. <laughs> I gotta stand up for my guys. How you gonna hate from outside the club? Uh, how you gonna? You can't even get in. I'm standing up for my guys. Listen, listen, your guys. Your guys, your guys were credible starters on the defense. I gotta stand up for my guys, man. But. <laughs> it, they, they, it was limited how much the Steelers secondary could do. But the point is, is that, I, and I talked to some of them, I talked to especially Levi Wallace, Cam Sutton, they talked about how they're expecting to do a lot more complex disguises this year. One thing I love watching on the All-22 footage, please, NFL, get it right this year. I, I'd like this NFL Plus thing to work, but you mess it up every year. Please get it right, NFL.com. Shots fired. But, no, that, that's um, seriously yeah, bad. Game Pass is it's bad, bro. It's it so bad. bad. They, 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 the people who run that need to be fired. They mess it up, and they mess it up even and more. And mess it up even more yeah. every year. And they charge you more. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, right, and then it's more expensive to be it's wrong. Like, well, it's not that enough to be bad. But yeah. one thing I love seeing on the All-22 when I get it is that when you see the play start, are there two high safeties? Do they stay in cover two when they show that? Or are they showing are – they, are, is, is that a fake to cover three or cover one or a man or a zero blitz? Those type of things, cover six looks. All those type of things, I think, play a big role into what the Steelers are going to do this year. And we're not going to see too much of it early on in camp. We might start to see it today more, but I think as camp goes on, by like the second, third week – you're gonna see, especially you know, you guys up here, up in the up in the yeah, up in the, about, the nice the that? nice comfy shade above the field. You guys are gonna be able to see, and if you're a fan here watching, you'll be able to see the safeties doing a lot more, the corners switching up. And when you're seeing more of those aggressive switches, you're gonna see them be tighter about it, faster about it, be on their assignments better, closer to the man that they're supposed to be guarding than the average bear, the average NFL player, uh, or you know the Antoine Blakes and Arthur's former teammates Jeez. and everybody that he. Uh, I'm not trying to disparage those guys, but. They were just limited. Players outside of the guys that do is play with cheese. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Arthur, but I'm. I'm I, and listen, like I, I have respect for those guys. They they fought really hard for their time, but there's a difference. And I think that that's something with, with Minka, with Terrell, and especially with Demonte KZ. He had that big hit on Calvin Austin. He's, he's looked very Ooh. good these first three days. He, he's he's communicating. Also, I will. I, I want to give credit to Calvin Austin. After that hit, he not only popped up, he, t- he took it like a man. I talked to him today as, uh, after the installs period when they were coming off going to lunch, and he was just like, there's nothing wrong with it. He's like, it's football. And I was like, but there weren't any pads on. He's like, uh-huh. I said, so what? And he, like, there, there was no, like, man, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Not, there was yeah. no – he was like, yeah, I, t- I got hit, and it didn't hurt, and I got back up. He, he took it like a man. That's what I want to see out of a young rookie right there. Now, you know, not complaining, just being like, yeah, I'm earning my strikes, baby. So I think that's great. But back to the secondary, that's one of my things to watch. Watch for the complexity of these coverages to start getting better. And it's tougher for the average fan who's just here because they're bringing their kids and they're trying to have a good time. But if you're one of those hardcore Steelers fans who listens to SNR daily, yeah. and you know, you know what – Cover two Dang. looks like cover three, and you want to be yeah. about that life. Watch for those. I think you're going to see more of that as these weeks roll on. No, I like that, man. And um, I will participate in this final final part of final, this final period. Okay, you're back. You see, so you're not really Deontay right no, no, now. No, 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 no. This is where we're putting our hand in the pile. We're getting ready to break it down. Oh, that's when I'll you're participate involved. Participate in this part. Right. So one, two, three, Migos. We did see that. Uh, <laughs> we, we did see that the Steelers uh, worked out Jordan Howard. 
running back. Yes, obviously. I actually just wrote about that too, yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on that, man. Um, should we read into that um, in the sense of what that says about the guys that we currently have on the roster, or is it just the optimism about what a Jordan Howard could potentially bring to this team? I think it's just they're kicking the tires on him. Jordan Howard's going to be 28 at some mm-hmm. point this season. So, like, he's he's he's, and he's got, what, five years, six years yes. under his belt? Mm-hmm. So, like, he's and he, he's been a decent running back. I mean, and he was a Pro Bowl running back when he was a rookie, but he hasn't been that for quite some time. But still – you remember – well, you weren't around, but, but you, you know of Moaldi Moore and what he brought yes, to the Steelers. I, I think they need a guy like that, a veteran dude who's a calming presence, who comes to the team and can say, hey, I know what it's like to just take on the starting role for a week or two if Najee goes down. And I also know what it's like when Najee needs a breather, I'm going to do this on third downs or whatever downs we need to either get extra yards or protect our quarterback. I, I think Jordan could do that. And I'm not saying that Jerry McNichols or Benny Stellan, Anthony McFarland or Monteo Durant definitely can't, but there's a big question there if they can Jordan Howard, I think he has like 57 starts or something like that in the yeah. NFL. There's no question that he knows what's expected of him. The question is, is he healthy enough? He strained his knee, missed two games in the middle of last season. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, he looked like he finished the season healthy. I-, I think he'd be a good guy to kick the tires on. If, you, if you're if you a fan of Locked On Steelers podcast, I talked about this with Doran Dickerson about like three weeks ago. And we both said Jordan Howard would make a lot of sense for what this team needs as a veteran in the offensive locker room and also in that running back room to back up Najee Harris. And you know, and maybe Benny Snell is – comes your top back. Maybe this is his year to prove it, but you still want another option there who's like, hey, I know the pace that I'm expecting right here. Yeah, and it also kind of reminds me of uh, another guy, D'Angelo Williams. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a great comparison. Absolutely similar concept. A guy that was a former pro bowler, but Mm -hmm. by the time we picked him up, he was obviously multiple years removed from that, but he was able to come in and provide us high-quality production as an RB2. And, yeah, if Jordan Howard is that guy for us, man, it just adds to the – Situation that we have here, man, which we would enjoy. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think Steelers fans, fans would like to see a guy come in there and do it. I think he could. I really think he could. So Steelers fans, be on the lookout for that. Um, but well, I think a big step. And I wrote about this on SteelersNow.com, literally like right before I came on this show. I think the biggest sign that you see. I'm not sure if the Steelers will sign him like this weekend or anything. I think that after Monday, you see the pads go on. How these guys doing pass protection? If there's like a oh no, these guys need to step up. I think they'll make the call. Chris Carter, he's kind enough to join us just about every single week here on the program. Uh, Make sure you're reading his work, Pittsburgh Sports Now, listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. He'll have great stuff all throughout the duration of camp. Partner, thank you for your time as always. Can I break this down real quick? All right. Hands in, hands in. in. One, two, two, three. Migos. 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 Yeah, yeah, there we go. I didn't know if I was going to break it down with y'all or not, if my holding was still. I was going to throw you over this red dot. All right. Arthur would chuck me. Arthur, how far could you get me? Could you get me to the field? Stop it, man. No, could you no, get me no, to the no, field? No. I'm nonviolent. You know I'm not violent. Oh, please. I've seen Arthur be violent. I'm nonviolent, man. I studied, I wrote articles about your film, man. I know you are not nonviolent. The question is, does, the people. does he get like the um, like the shot put or the oh discus type, yeah. type? No, I think type it's the hammer. Or does no, I think it's the hammer. He swings me around in a circle, and I just like world's strongest man you'll, style. You'll, you'll, you'll hear me like Jazzy Jeff. Ah! <laughs> CC, appreciate your time as always, buddy. We've got to get to break. We're about 20 minutes away from the Hall of Honor announcement right here on SNR. Plenty happening on the campus of St. Vincent College. You're listening to our ongoing training camp coverage on Steelers Nation Radio. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Feeling love out here from Steeler Nation, eh, Motesy? Yes, indeed, man. I think that's a, a nice way to, to describe the situation I mean, that's going on. Even I got asked to take some pictures. Well, because you're, I mean, you're a rock I tell star. You what. We know this. I tell you what. Yeah, you're a rock star, man. Everybody knows that. <laughs> it is the Steelers Blitz. The Electric Factory, as our uh, as our loyal listeners reminded us. We're having fun here on the deck of Chuck Knoll Field. Uh, about to close out this first hour of the program. Reminder, top of the hour, Steelers Hall of Honor Class 2022 will be announced. You gotta love it. Stan Saverin will have a, a little special announcement there. Uh, Steelers.com, all the social media channels, and of course about 15 minutes from now, if you're just rocking and rolling with us, you will hear all of that as well. We'll, we'll turn it over to Stan for the Hall of Honor announcement, and then we will uh, we'll return to close out the show and react to the newest Steelers Hall of Honor Class and Motsi, it, it, it always is. I mean, the, the Hall of Honor class, it's it's always cool. It's always special. There's always some some great names in there, some big names in there. You know, there's still a lot of heavy hitters that are waiting out there to get into the Steelers Hall of Honor. It should be fun to uh, to see who gets in in the 2022 class. I mean, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's still Hall of Famers that aren't in right now. You think about it's like that's I mean, that's the caliber of you know, former NFL defensive player of the year who's man, not in yet. Man. Yeah. I mean, we got plenty of dudes, you know, they're going to eventually get in, man. It's just one of those things that, you know, it's, it's a beauty, uh, excuse me, it's a beauty to be a part of this Steelers family. When you talk about the countless people and the impact that they've had, not just on the field, but even the guys that are off the field, the contributors they get in here, you know? So when you think about across the board, like it's so many people that are deserving of these opportunities that are so deserving of these accolades. And for some of them, even former teammates of mine, man, it is just dope to, you know, when you go down and you look at the list of these names that are getting up there or guys that are even nominated, it's like, man, I remember why he was doing this. I remember this part of him and why he was so successful. And it's just cool to see those guys receive the accolation at the end of yeah. it, where all that hard work is essentially finished, but it was worth it. And that's the part where I'm always happy for those guys like heck, man. Yeah, no, it'll be pretty cool. We'll see if uh, if any of Motsi's former teammates get in. Uh, you know, and, and that is the, the nice thing that they always do with the Hall of Honor classes is they try and have the different eras of, yes. of Steelers football represented, right? So wouldn't surprise us if there was someone from the 70s and 80s in there, maybe someone from the 90s, someone from when Motsi was playing. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out here. But, again, top of the hour, 1 o'clock, right here on SNR, you will hear the Hall of Honor class of 2022 announced. You can also watch the video stream on Steelers.com and on all the social media channels. Arthur Motes, with the you know working out of Jordan Howard, uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers, does that add a sense? It has to, right? The guys that are here, the Benny Snells, the Anthony McFarlands, right? The the McNichols of the world. Is there now an added sense of urgency maybe where you go, okay, hey, listen, we, we always know that the team can go shopping and that's a possibility, but they're, 
you know, they're doing some some window shopping here, here at least. Um, what's that like when you, you know, when you're playing a position? I'm sure you probably went through this at times too, and the team is working out somebody else that, you know, is in your position group. Does that add a, a does that add another you know level to it some intensity when, when those running backs come out here for practice today? Um, or do you just have I to be locked doesn't. in regardless? I, was say, and, I, I hope it doesn't. Yeah. If it does, they're at the wrong place, man. You're always gonna have competition just because it's not blasting in the media. You don't think these scouts around the clock are on the road right now? It's the reason why all the scouts aren't out here at every practice, That's right? That's a great point because they're looking at other players league wide. So just because it wasn't a hot name that popped up in the media, and now you think, oh, they're not looking for me. No, they're always looking. They're always. Even if a guy is employed otherwhere, yeah. otherwhere, you know why? Because he could get released. They could trade for him. Anything can happen. So, yeah, if you allow yourself to be, once again, have your preparation be dictated by outside variables, you're not going to have in, you're a in, successful you're in, career. You're in, you're in trouble, trouble in the first place. Absolutely, man. So regardless of what name they're speaking of, regardless of who they worked out, it does not matter. Your effort, your intensity, your focus does not change in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't. It can't. Because now today you're going to come out here and you're going to be an overachiever. All right, cool. So they don't sign Jordan Howard today. All right, so on Monday you're going to slack up again? On Monday you're not going to have ball security? On Monday you're not going to blitz pick up? You're not going to, oh, man, I stayed after extra on, on Saturday because, you know, the Jordan Howard thing. <laughs> oh, now it's Monday? Oh, oh I've got to stay yeah, longer yeah, yeah, for I'm practice cool. today and really right. put that work in. So that's the thing where it, but to the, the media and to fans, that is the mindset because for most people that is normal. For most people, that's considered human nature. But when you talk about professional athletes, we have to condition our mind to operate differently. We aren't allowed to be complacent. We're never allowed to rest on our laurels. You hear how many guys, myself included, you sign life-changing contracts for money that you couldn't even fathom. Yeah. And the first thing we all do is go and work out. You know why? Because it's been drilled in our minds since we were a kid that you cannot rest on your lows. Regardless of how great of a performance you had, you got to be better the next one. You're only as good as your last play. I love that. So that's the mindset. So when you talk about, all right, this is a name that of a guy that they're working out, who cares? At least that was our approach. Sure, or my sure, approach, sure. You know? <laughs> now for the guys that – and we can't say everybody's like this because that's why the league averages two and a half years. Guys aren't lasting that life. long. Yeah. Absolutely. But when you think about all these things, you have to account for all the different variables. This is part of the reason for those that can't take that mindset, that that mindset and grasp that concept. Those guys struggle to get traction. Those guys struggle to build careers because of the ebb and flow of their play. One day I'm looking at you look great. Next, I'm looking at you. You're like, yo, do you not know what you're doing or are you lazy or are you hurt? I can't tell because of the up and down. Sure. So when it comes time to, should I put you out here for a preseason game or should I give you reps in practice? Why would I if I can't trust you? Because me not trusting you, not only is that bad for you, but that could also be detrimental to somebody else's health. We talk about the quarterback carousel, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if up front one of those offensive linemen were blowing assignments and didn't know what they were doing. They were getting quarterbacks hit, free shots, blindside hits. You would get a guy killed. You would get a guy seriously injured. And that is why you don't see a lot of third team and fourth team guys getting reps with the starters. Sure. Because sure. you cannot allow that to happen. You cannot take those type of chances. And those are some of the things that when you're talking about how to work each and every day, how to practice each and every day, this is why you have to have that mentality because this coaching staff is not going to know what to expect from you 
if every single day it's a different version of you. Sure. No, and, and, and you're absolutely right. It's the, the trust factor is real out here in these situations. The coaches have to trust you. Your teammates have to trust you. And, and there is a, a very fine balance there of, of, of walking that line and earning that trust. And, and like you said, you might do it for two or three practices, and then the fourth practice rolls around, and all of a sudden you take a step back, and then they're questioning, all right, well, you know, how much of what we saw earlier was, was real, and maybe he just had a bad day, or like you said, maybe he's dealing with an injury, something like that. Um, how much of that was fool's gold, right? All those different things. Um, and speaking of injuries as well, too, Motsi, I did want to mention this in the first hour here as, as we get ready for the, the Hall of Honor announcement. Um, some updates from Mike Tomlin in that regard yesterday mm -hmm. after practice. Uh, Chase Claypool left. Um, Shoulder, it said. Uh, yeah, la labeling it as day-to-day. -day. So, hope uh, you know, hopefully seemingly nothing uh, nothing too serious. Just you're, you're obviously going to be extra precautionary this time of year. Uh, Levi Wallace did not practice with an illness. Mike Tomlin didn't, yeah. you know, didn't didn't clarify what type of illness or anything like that, but said he's also day to day. And they held out Pat Fryermuth as well too, with the hamstring, also classified as day to day. So again, it's still July here for crying out loud for a couple more days. Uh, they're going to be cautious with these things, but those um, those are your uh, your injury reports, your injury updates for the day. Look at you. The more you could do, baby, I like it. The more you could do. Hey, that's why they keep me around. Uh huh. Uh huh. Arthur Motes and I, we are on the deck here of St. Vincent College, Chuck Knoll Field, in a sunny, beautiful, gorgeous Saturday in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. We've got one hour in the books here. When we come back on the other side, we'll get you ready. We'll tee up the Hall of Honor announcement, and uh, and that will begin right around 1 p.m. We'll turn things over to Stan Saverin. He'll have that for you. And then Motsi and I will be back to react. A reminder, listen, folks, nobody covers Steelers training camp nobody. like we do on SNR. All right, we start at 9 a.m. every morning and go long into the evening. Uh, Motsi and I, again, until 2 o'clock, and when uh, we'll hand things over to the drive with Dale Lawley and Matt Williams. And they will have you covered from 2 until 5 o'clock with all your practice reaction and news. And I tell you what, Motsi, it's a, it's a good vantage point to watch practice today. Oh, man, you can't beat this, man. This is lovely. Yes. Lovely, lovely, it lovely. It is. It's going to be a big crowd here today. We're still about an hour away from practice, and it is already packed here on the campus of St. Vincent College. One hour in the books. Hall of Honor Class of 22 announcement on the other side. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, you're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.